Jay. Yeah, I, I spent all the record. Got a gun. Club to make sure everybody is uh, happy, you know. That's all you do is play records. Uh, yes, sir. So where you taking my little girl tonight? Your little girl? Yes. Oh, right, right, your, your little girl. I was thinking, well, maybe I'll take her out to eat. Uh, maybe we'll go for a movie or something. And... Pretty, pretty good at what you're doing. Out to eat and then a movie well. Huh? Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, you know, just to the movies and then right back home, Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> call me Jimmy. Call you, call you Jimmy. I'll call you Jimmy if that's what you want. I'll call you Jimmy, Mr. Armstrong. You sure y'all ain't going out to the mosey-wosey? The mosey-wosey? Don't play dumb with me, boy. You know what the motel is. Oh, man. The, ho the motel? No. For, uh, for what? For what? <laughs> I'm not even sleepy. I'm well-rested, you know. Hey, Blue, let me tell you straight up, okay? Whatever you do to my little daughter, I'm going to do to you. Takeoff's birthday. 
in the picture though, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're a hundred percent. You know, they just you know they didn't take the picture together. They were just snapshotted together. Because obviously they were former members of the Migos. I don't know if they were catching up or they were just like talking about takeoff. Because, you know, as of recently, you know, these guys have been taking subliminal shots at each other on records. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like the energy is there. I don't think the energy will be what it used to be like ever again. I mean, even Cardi B like had a post recently talking about how I miss these days and I miss takeoff. It seems like, you know, Cardi and Offset were well acquainted with takeoff. Well, obviously Offset, but, you know, I didn't know Offset and, and uh, I mean, takeoff and Cardi were that close. Draymond Green, you know, I mean, I know I hinted that Draymond was going to opt out of his deal, but now it's official. And my thoughts are, he should have just opted in. Now, there are two ways of looking at this. Either A, Draymond is, is greedy than a motherfucker, or B, Draymond is sacrificing his salary so that he can make his team better. That's the only way that I could accept that he opted out of his deal because if he's opting out of his deal to get more money than he was about to get, then he's a greedy motherfucker. I mean, he opted out of a $28 million deal. That's a lot of fucking money if you ask me. For someone who's not technically really worth that to be betting on himself like this, it's wild. Now, if he's doing this shit for the better of the team and taking a pay cut, as him and Clay Thompson should do, then salute to Draymond Green for doing that. Because, therefore, it's not really always about the money. It's all about the dynasty. Because the Golden State Warriors are a certified dynasty. Whether you like them or not, dicky your mouth right, cough. <laughs> This, this team is a dynasty. Just bottom line. No matter how you want to write it. Now, let's move on to the Phoenix Suns. Now, there's a trade that I propose. If I was the Phoenix Suns, you know what trade I would make right now? The trade that I would make is I would trade DeAndre Ayton and Cameron Payne to the Indiana Pacers for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Just straight up. And in my opinion, I think that this is a hell of an idea because this helps both rosters. You know? Indiana finally gets their man because, you know, Indiana wanted DeAndre Ayton in the offseason. They had uh, that contract that he's currently signed to. They offered that, and the Suns matched the offer sheet. 
because they were afraid to part ways with him as they should have done. Now they have to trade him. And then, you know, Cameron Payne, you know, that's a point guard. That's a, either a backup point guard or somebody to come off the bench that could give you instant offense. Meanwhile, on the Phoenix Suns side of things, you finally get a center that's a legitimate rim protector who can also step outside and hit that three-point shot. It's not the best rebounder in the world, but when you have Beal shooting, Kevin Durant shooting, um, Devin Booker shooting, it's going to be enough rebounds for Miles Turner to go out there and get. And I think that they should make this trade. This would be great for both teams, in my opinion. Now, shout out to John Morant. Now, um, I don't know if this is true, but is John Morant the cover uh, is on the cover of 2K24? Because if so, that would be dope as hell. I'm not gonna lie, despite Okay, this is fake. I was about to say. I had to, I had to double back, man. I had to double check my sources because there was this picture of John Morant going around talking about like he was on the cover of 2K. That's why I asked the question. You know, I always check Google for everything because guess what? Google is your friend. It's another butt crack sports article. Why am I not surprised? And oh yeah, man, all my sports junkies do not believe butt crack sports. That is a parody account. Yeah, man, I knew they wasn't going to make Ja the cover athlete of 2K24. Unless that shit is official and confirmed. We don't buy it. It's fake news. All right. According to Bill Simmons, league observers anticipate the Pelicans to trade the to trade Zion Williamson before Thursday. Well, it's Wednesday right now, and I haven't heard anything about Zion being traded right now. So they got until 12 a.m. To, to make something happen. I mean, shit, even if it is Thursday that they trade him, I don't know if he makes it through the NBA draft without a trade being announced. Because, you know, the Pelicans want the number two overall pick. And they're willing to part ways with Zion for that number two overall pick. You know, Bill Simmons, this is somebody that he knows that works within the NBA saying this shit. The Blazers intend on holding on to their number three pick and selecting Brandon Miller or Scoop Henderson unless they receive an incredible deal per Draft Express. Portland's goal is to remain competitive with Damian Lillard and build for the future with Anthony Simons Shaden Sharp and the number three overall pick. Now here's the thing, Dame. These kids are not going to develop overnight. Some of these cats have growing pains and they could take up to a year or two years to fully reach NBA form and their potential. Now, lucky for you, Anthony Simons is pretty much legit. Shaden Sharp, from what I'm hearing from the streets, focused on 
getting better with his game. You know, he's very disciplined. And I think that um, I'm 50-50 on this because that number three pick could hold a lot of value. You could go and get a guy like Pascal Siakam. You know what I'm saying? You can go get a guy like Carl Anthony Towns with that number three overall pick. So I don't know. I would think on that. But um, I like Brandon Miller alongside Dame Lillard, Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons. That's a good little starting lineup right there. Then you add Jeremy Grant, uh, Joseph Nurkic. This is a pretty good roster. Not going to cap for the people here. Remy Ma. Now, this is a hot story for some reason. You know, allegedly, you know, this lady that uh, calls on Star uh, Podcast, this lady allegedly was at this rap battle that Remy Ma was hosting. And allegedly, y'all, because... I don't know. Somehow, I don't believe this story all the way. You know what I'm saying? But allegedly, Remy Ma cheated on Pat Poose with battle rapper Easy Block the Captain. And then on top of that, right? At the battle, Pat Poose was looking at Easy and Remy. You know, Easy and Remy are always together and around each other. They've been around each other around Pat Poose. So, you know, these two have obviously been in within close quarters of each other because they are on the battle rap circuit. They battle, they host battle, they they battle rap themselves. But the story that's floating around out there, which is at uh, Remy Ma's battle, that I guess Easy to Block Captain got a little bit too close to Remy Ma for comfort, and Papoose came over there. And an altercation ensued, and allegedly, Papoose hit Easy to Block Captain and knocked him down, and then the entourages got into it, and there was a little thing. Now, another source said that that wasn't true. The other source said that people from Easy to Block Captain's entourage and Papoose's entourage got into it, and Papoose, an easy to block captain, went into the middle to break everything up. And easy to block captain ended up on the floor through all the melee. Now, to be honest with y'all, I believe that second story. I truly don't believe that Remy Ma would cheat on Papoose. But in today's time, anything is possible. Word to Kevin Garnett. But I simply, truly don't believe that story that Easy to Block Captain is clapping Remy Ma's cheeks. You know, the lie is always more entertaining than the truth. Word to Charlemagne on that one. That's a great quote. Anyway, Los Angeles Clippers are gauging Paul George's trade value and giving real consideration to the idea of disassembling the Kawhi and Paul George duo. That's a very interesting report, in my opinion. 
Um, I mean, I've been doing the Dominique Dawes on on this idea of breaking them both up because both of them just don't seem to have it together at the same time. And it could be best to part ways while the value is still high. Can you imagine how many players you could get for Kawhi and Paul George? Can you imagine the value that you could get back for Kawhi and Paul George? You could get a legitimate superstar for each guy if you want. You could get players and draft picks for each guy if you want. But it seems like the Clippers are leaning towards keeping Kawhi Leonard because obviously, you know, he showed up in the playoffs up until his meniscus got torn. This was the good torn meniscus, not the bad torn meniscus. So lucky for the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard will be ready by training camp. Knock on wood. But yes, I will part ways with both of them. Nigga, I would get 10 players, maybe six, seven, eight players, four or five draft picks for both of the both for both of these guys. I'd have a championship winning team. If I let them two go, the Clippers already got a good foundation and great role players. You know what I'm saying? You got Bones Highland. You got Eric Gordon. You got Abitza Zubak. You got Marcus Morris. More on that later. They might not have Marcus Morris next year. But we talk about as it currently as it stands. I mean, you got maybe you could bring back Russell Westbrook. Maybe you could bring in Chris Paul. If he becomes a free agent. Um shit. You got Nicholas Batum still. You got um this is me, this is me without looking at the actual roster, y'all. This is off the top of the dome, so give me my props. But yeah, man. Oh, boy, Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith. This nigga just say anything to get attention, man. But, um, Stephen A. Smith said, that Draymond Green is worth a hundred million. A <laughs> hundred million what? A hundred million cents? A hundred million chicken nuggets? It damn sure ain't a hundred million dollars. Draymond Green has already made a hundred million dollars. It's about that time for Draymond to take that pay cut. But Stephen A is a goddamn fool. He says anything for ratings. Because that fool wildin'. I wouldn't pay that dude $100 million in a contract, man. He's just simply not worth it. I'm not going to hold you. But, um... Bruce Brown declined $6.8 million player option to become an unrestricted free agent. I feel like he should come back to the Denver Nuggets. He was very crucial in their playoff run. And I truly do believe that Denver Nuggets is going to pull out the wallets 
and cash that man out. But however, some stupid goofy ass team could steal him away for the free. Always remember that Denver, you might not be able to bring back all your players. You know, my Pistons had that same issue once they won that first championship where they couldn't bring back Rick Mahorn. And the expansion team drafted Rick Mahorn. And then, you know, Adrian Dantley was flipped for Mark Aguirre. So, always got to remember, you're never going to keep everybody, yo. But I'm sure that Denver's going to bring him back. Now, LeBron James is allegedly frustrated with Anthony Davis. Man, LeBron James got some nerve. Like, first of all, nigga, wasn't the last play of the Lakers yo ass getting your shot blocked by a little ass Jamal Murray that was four inches shorter than you? Pause. This nigga scored 40 points, right? 30 points in the first half, incredible. But went cold in that second half. And you wouldn't give Anthony Davis the ball. So how is he frustrated with Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis was the main reason that y'all motherfuck y'all sorry ass motherfuckers got to the goddamn playoffs and got through the play-in. Yo ass, I thought I heard a pop. I thought I heard a pop. <laughs> yo, yo ass was popping. Pause. I thought I heard a pop. You wasn't there, homie. When the Lakers went on that run to the play-in. You only came back the last three, four games of the season just to save face. But you weren't responsible for the turnaround. It was Anthony Davis with his 30 and 10 performances. And then you're frustrated with a guy that gets that got you 26, 27, and 11 throughout the whole playoffs. Looks like you're fitting your frustration the wrong way, homie. I understand that you want to get your fifth ring. I get it. And you're frustrated and you're tired of losing. And you almost got to the finals. But ease up on AD, bruh. Without him, your old ass, your old wrinkled ass don't even get to the fucking playoffs. So be humble and be grateful that you even have a teammate like Anthony Davis, despite the injuries that he's had over the years. Oh, man. Did Victor Wimbenyama diss Zion Williamson? Man, Victor Wimbenyama, dog. That nigga had me on the floor. Like, I got this shit by my homies, right? Like, uh, Victor Wimbenyama... This shit crazy. Like this nigga sneak dissed Zion Williamson. 
trying to get the quote, the actual quote. Because that shit was fucking hilarious. Because he was getting interviewed by the media. Man, I need that quote, man, because he was talking about, he was talking some shit, man. Well, basically, I can't find the fucking quote right now, but it was hilarious, though. Like, he basically said that, um... Why is everybody telling me to bulk up? Skinny up. A lot of players in the league right now should skinny up, basically. That was the quote. That was the actual quote. I remember that shit verbatim, but I wanted to get the real one for clarification. But he was getting interviewed, you know, about the draft and things like that. And he just told a lot of NBA players... Why should I bulk up? Y'all should skinny up. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Last but totally not least before I get up out of here. The Celtics. This isn't official yet. Because Adrian Wojnarowski hasn't said it went official yet. His last joint was three hours ago. Sharania, you know what I'm saying? Sham Sharania. He hasn't reported on this. I mean, the reports still say that they're closing in on a trade. It hasn't necessarily been official. So, the Celtics are working on a trade to acquire Chris Stops Porzingis in a three-team deal that sends Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers. And then the Clippers would be sending Marcus Morris, who was probably going to get bought out, Amir Coffey, and the 30th overall pick to Washington. Sides still have more work to do to work on Getting all three teams to agree to the trade. But it seems like this is going to go through. My thoughts on this, if this does go through, the Boston Celtics are the favorites in the East. And I still think they are the favorites in the East, even without Porzingis. Now, yes, you trade the sixth man of the year to the Clippers, but we're focusing on the Celtics right now. How this affects the Celtics is very simple. This is awesome. In my opinion, because all you give up for real is Malcolm Brogdon. And you get an all-star caliber player in Kristaps Porzingis who can not only, you know, who doesn't necessarily have the traditional big man game, but he can stretch it out to the three. You know, he's 7'3", so he could affect shots at the rim. He is a decent shot blocker. Then you get to keep Horford, Robert Williams, Mike Muscala. Wow. Celtics 
finessing, finessing, finessing the plug. If they get this shit through, when it finally does go through, I'll go live and talk talk about this, and I'll probably give some of this same commentary. But um. Malcolm Brogdon going to the Clippers. Wee! Wee! Again, man, the Clippers got depth, dog. Even if they do send Marcus Morris off, you add the sixth man of the year to this roster to go alongside Bones, maybe Westbrook, maybe keep Kawhi, maybe keep Paul George, Avica Zubak Shakur. Nicholas Batum and all those guys, shit. That's another step in the right direction. It doesn't necessarily put the Clippers with the Suns and the Nuggets, but I'd say they'd probably be third or fourth best team in the West. You got, you got, we got to see what Sacramento got up their sleeve. This offseason is just beginning. But it's a step in the right direction for the Los Angeles Clippers if they happen to acquire Malcolm Brogdon. Now, the Washington Wizards get the 30th pick. That's solid. Now you got two first-round picks in the uh, in this bitch. You already got the number eight overall pick. Amir Coffey is a solid player to add to their rotation. Left-hand man game, decent shooter, hard-working player. But this is exciting. The more the news, the more podcasts you're going to get. Now, last but not least, before I get the fuck up out of here, Pusha T has allegedly responded to Jim Jones' disses because, you know, Jim Jones felt like that Pusha T is not a top 50 MC. And then Jim Jones has come out recently and said, ready 20 of your records as Jim Jones wants to do a versus versus Pusha T. Man, I'm telling you right now, Jim Jones is getting dog walked by Pusha T. You know Clips could do, you know Pusha T could do Clips records. Pusha D T could do features. Pusha T could do his own records. Clips is one of my two favorite rap groups ever. So, Pharrell threw, like, a Louis Vuitton show. I guess he has a stake in Louis Vuitton now because I I was informed of this by my cousins this morning, right? So, this is the shit on the disc record that Pusha T said. But where my name that there's delicate? You know I know where you're delicate. Crush you to pieces. I hum a breath of it. I will close your heaven for the hell of it. You think it'd be valor amongst veterans. I'm watching your fame escape relevance. We're all in the room, but here's the elephant. You chasing a feature out of your element. And those lab diamonds under inspection, the question marks block your blessings. It's no tombs in this desert. I know by now you get the message. Woo! 
And Jim Jones says, let me know if they serious because my name is my name. Wow, so these two is going at it. Jim Jones, where's your response, big baby? I mean, Jim Jones has been on a hell of a run. You know what I'm talking about? You know, he's been dropping solid records uh, outside of that We Set the Trends mixtape that was like mid. But, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to the battle records, you dig? I can't fucking wait to hear the full record. I mean, and then, you know, just to hear that Clips is reuniting. Do y'all understand what type of hip-hop history that is? You know, to me at least. Pusha and Malice are two of the best rappers I've ever heard on the microphone. Them niggas nice. I idolize clips. I look up to them. They, like I said, they're my top two favorite hip-hop groups of all time. Favorite. But that's my show, man. Um, I want to thank y'all for coming through and fucking with me on this uh, Thursday night. I mean, this Wednesday night before the draft. My bad. This is King Known, Uncensored, the day before 2023, and I'm gone.